Kevin Markwick. Care for another Schnitzengruben? No, thank you. Fifteen is my limit on Schnitzengruben. Well, then, uh, how about a little, uh. Baby, please, I am not from Havana. Something's wrong, cause my mind is fading. And everywhere I look, there's a dead end waiting. Temperatures dropping at the rotten oasis Stealing kisses from the leprous faces Heads are hanging from the garbage man trees Mouthwash, jukebox, gasoline Pistols are pointing at a poor man's pockets Smiling eyes ripping out of the sockets Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut Discount orders on the dropout buses Hitching a ride with the bleeding noses Coming to town with the briefcase blues Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut in my mind Got a devil's haircut haircut let me be the first to say it the night sure are drawing in hello kevin markwick here again with you for two hours sorry about that thanks to adrian corbin for the previous two hours of groovy soul grooviness 
So, coming up tonight, we have music from amongst others. Two Door Cinema Club, The XX, Yay Sayer, Pink Floyd and Radiohead. Film-related nonsense, as usual, includes Cheney Kent with Bond at 50. Uh, we finally hit the uh, Brosnan years. Hey. Quite a big section on Nick Rogue, which may or may not work. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. May have bitten off more I can chew there. And you, please get in touch at Kevin Markwick on Twitter. Email me, studio at uckfieldfm.co.uk. You can even text us, apparently, not that I've said that before, 80010, start your message with the word Uckfield. I don't know, might be worth a go. You can look at the back of my head online. Go to the uh, webcam section of the website. It's all too exciting. I may have made a little mess. Here's the Jim Jones review. Let you up and top and now I'm gonna put you down again. Well, I used to like to let you see you spread your wings every now and then. Ah, mama stay, but I won't do it again. is that jim jones review high horse 
from the 2010 album Burning Your House Down. Okay, we've got to keep moving on. We've got all sorts of interesting stuff tonight, um, and some of them are quite long, so there's no time for wittering on. Here's Two Door Cinema Club. This is the latest one, Sleep Alone. No. Door Cinema Club, uh, Sleep Alone, which is the new single, as I believe. Okay, uh, motoring on XX Angels. 
For the convenience of those patrons who prefer not to smoke, seating areas on the right-hand side of this auditorium have been designated as no-smoking areas. Your cooperation is appreciated. Kevin Markwick. A warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our programme.
quite pleasant there. It's Nocturne, um, Wild Nothing, the title track from their new album. It's kind of a bit retro, do you think? I don't know, it sounds a bit 80s to me. I don't know, what do I know? Uh, okay, we got one more track, uh, then we're into your friend of mine, Frank. <laughs> yeah. This is Yay Sayer. Yaysayer from their new LP Fragrant World, which also sounds a bit retro to me as well, but I don't know, perhaps it's the mood I'm in. Now, here's Frank. Uh, we got quite a lot. In fact, I've programmed it a bit tight tonight. I'm not quite sure what I've done here, but 
There's not much. There will be a lot of talking, actually, in the second half of the show. So let's uh, stop doing that and uh, we can keep playing music. Here's Frank with quite a longie, actually. I thought it was time we delved into the virtuoso guitar d- guitar pieces. So this is Frank Zappa, Watermelon in Easter Hay. Uh, and after that, it's time for Bond at 50.
think that's beautiful how did you get on with it uh watermelon in easter hay by frank zappa from joe's garage the 1979 uh rock opera very strange and wonderful uh album released over two records actually it was a single album and a double album if we want to be really farty about it however it was used on the end credits of Alfonso Cuaron's fantastic 2001 film It Tu Mama Tambien which has to be probably well certainly for 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 some of us the sexiest film ever made I think um in fact he maintains when he and his brother Carlos were writing the screenplay they had it on a constant loop going all the time so it had a huge effect on that film I've got a dodgy fluorescent lamp in here so it's like it's like broadcasting during the Amityville horror it's most disconcerting they go down they come up they go down they come up I'm expecting the walls to start bleeding and flies to come in at any minute okay it's time for Mr Bond Hello. Right then. All change. Pierce Brosnan becomes 007, and it's as if Tony Blair had been handed a Walter PPK. Clean, young and handsome, he gives everyone everything they want. In fact, the appointment of a woman, Judy Dench, as the new M, seems calculated to provoke the super-composed Brosnan more than to keep him in order. GoldenEye really is this controlled. It starts with the reassuringly familiar Cold War, DB5, Bollinger, one-liners, a casino, the shaken martini, before the new ideas pop up. BMW is the new car of choice, Omega the new watch, and Bond's girls are genuine equals, even if Famke Janssen plays the sex-sassin on a top as the pantomime baddie she has to be. Thank you, Mr. The name's Bond. James Bond. Xenia Sergeyevna Onatop. Onatop? Onatop. In amongst all this, there is some innovation. Eric Serra's music is an industrial electronic score that suited Nintendo's hugely successful first-person shooter spin-off, but was ruled out for the most spectacular stunt of the film, a tank chase through the streets of Moscow. The title song was also written separately, Bono constructing a song for Tina Turner, who delivered a reliably professional introduction to this all-new Bond.
template working nicely. What was needed in the next film was something current. Jonathan Price's crazed buddy is a rather conventional megalomaniac, a media baron who surrounds himself with tall blondes, be they his PA or thug. The unconventional comes with a star turn from the late Vincent Schiavelli, an outsourced assassin who brings some eclectic farce to his scene with Brosnan. Sir, they can't get into the car. Oh, you can't be serious. Did you call the auto club? Do you want to call them? Make him tell you how to open it. Uh, oh, okay, I ask. It's very embarrassing. It seems there is a red box in your car. They can't get to it. They want me to make you unlock the car. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to say. I am to torture you if you don't do it. You have a doctorate in that too? <laughs> no, no, no. This is more like a hobby. With his first outing as Bond already in the bag, Brosnan's second can afford to adventure a bit further. Though the pre-title is a familiar scene of Daring Do, snatching nuclear arms from a terrorist's bazaar, we are subsequently confronted with a car chase by remote control and a superbly staged escape on a bike, with Bond and his Chinese opposite number, Michel Yeo's Wei Lin, chained together at the wrist. The end is borrowed from The Spy Who Loved Me, with Bond helped in his destruction of the villain's boat by the Royal Navy, who continue a noble tradition of good showings in this series, with a superb one-liner, resolving to attack the old-fashioned way.
David Arnold took over original score duties after Eric Serra had been seen as too left field, although he didn't write the title song performed by Sheryl Crow. A pity, as such a slick film might have used something more substantial than this. Goodbye.
Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. That's not great, is it? Do you get the feeling the best Bond-themed days are behind us? Uh, next week is uh, ooh, Garbage, which peps up a bit, actually. That's not too bad. And then Madonna, which is... Uh, well, I don't know. It's all right, I suppose. Um, thank you, Chaney. That was marvellous. Uh, it's the two remaining... Uh, Bronholm ones next week and then we hit uh, Mr Craig Craig, I want to say Craig Charles, that's ridiculous Daniel Craig as James Bond before we hit Skyfall uh, the last show, we got what, three shows to go I think, in this little batch which is nice, okay, it's uh, selling you time stuff now Cornish dairy ice cream and with egg and fresh butter Strawberry Cornish Dairy Ice Cream. Fresh strawberries, crushed and taken to the heart of Lions Made Cornish Sunday. On sale now. And in the foyer, you can obtain leading brands of cigarettes and confectionery. Kevin Markwick. Now, what I thought I'd do to take you up to the news is play you a bit of classical music, which we do from time to time. Uh, you remember Shine in 1996 with the Oscar-winning turn by Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Rush? And I always think Noah Taylor should have got a nod as well. Anyway, Vivaldi. Uh, Nulla in mundo pax sincera. Uh, beautiful.
Ben Markwick.
Who? Bubba O'Reilly. Now, this is even more inappropriate than normal for what I'm about to attempt. The double feature feature is not double feature feature this week. But I needed something to talk over, otherwise it would have been a bit dry going in, Okay. So let's see how we get on. Now, you may remember some uh, about two weeks ago, we did, uh, or I played E equals MC squared by um, Big Audio Dynamite. And I said that actually you could do a whole program on Nick Rogue, which uh, that song is about, is Nick, is, is uh, his films. So what I've done is I've put together a quadrology of Nick Rogue films. Um, Nick Rogue is one of the UK's most brilliant filmmakers, and between 1970 and 1983, he directed some of the most seminal movies ever to come out of the British film industry. Uh, he was already an established cinematographer, shooting films like Far From the Madding Crowd for John Schlesinger and Fahrenheit 451 for Francois Truffaut. Um, he moved to co-directing with the troubled Douglas Campbell in 1970, and the film was Performance a perfect encapsulation of the confusion of identity and clash of cultures ushered in by the swinging 60s. It remains thrilling and challenging to this day. It was a troubled film to make, and it's, well, it's just brimming with ideas, really. Um, Camel's screenplay calls on a variety of intellectual ideas, including French actor and playwright Antoine Artaud's theory of the link between performing and madness. Yeah, okay, That's just the tip of it. Uh, Mick Jagger, in his only, honestly, really convincing film performance, unsurprisingly, is the reclusive rock star whose identity becomes either merged or confused, you decide, with the -the on-the-run gangster, memorably played by James Fox. Uh, Rogue, more than anything, was responsible for the wonderful look of the film. It's got got a very, quite extraordinary look. Um, And there was a... There was to be a soundtrack by the Rolling Stones, but... um, unfortunately it never happened amid the chaos and ultimately the soundtrack was a mixture of uh, guitar music by Roy Kuda and some composed tracks by the uh, film composer Jack Nisha um, Warner's hated it <laughs> the story is, I don't know whether it's true but Jack Warner's wife apparently threw up at the end of the screening which is uh, an extraordinary reaction um, and they just wanted to bury it. They wanted to get rid of it. But work this startling could never remain buried for long. And we could, in all honesty, do an hour on performance alone. So uh, I wouldn't wish that on you. But um, Mick Jagger does perform one song in the film during a strange hallucinatory sequence dressed as an East End gangster. On a hot and dusty night We were eating eggs and sammies When the black man there drew his knife Oh, you drowned that Jew in Rampton As he washed his sleeveless shirt You know, that Spanish-speaking gentleman The one that we all call Kurt Come down, gentlemen I know there's some mistake I'll forget 
grateful I'm becoming now you fix your business straight. I remember you in Hemlock Road, 1956. You're a faggy little leather boy with a smaller piece of stick. You're a lashing, smashing hunk of man. Your sweat shines sweet and strong. Your organ's working perfectly, but there's a part that's not screwed on. I want you at the Coke convention back in 1965. You're the Mesprit executive I see heavily advertised. You're the great, great man. Daughter licks policeman's buttons clean. You're the man who squats behind the man who works the soft machine. Come now, gentlemen, your love is all I crave. You'll still be in the circus when I'm laughing. Laughing in When the old men do the fighting And the young men all look hard And the young girls eat their mother's meat From tubes of plastic corn Be wary, please, my gentle friends Of all the skins you breathe They have a tasty habit They eat the hands that bleed So remember who you say you are And keep your noses clean So be strong with your bees Oh, Rosie, dear, don't you think it's queer? So stop me if you please The baby's dead, my lady said You gentlemen, why you all work for me? Mamo Fraterna from Performance 1970. Coincidentally, actually, utterly coincidentally, I was watching um, Mark Cousins' brilliant, brilliant documentary, The Story of Film, again, uh, over the last couple of weeks. And this afternoon, uh, they hit Performance, and he actually said that of all the films in the whole history of film, that if you want to be a director, and you should, this is the film you should watch, which is uh, quite something to say. Walkabout in 1971 was Rogue's next film as director and once again uh, deals with isolation and the struggle to communicate, uh, which actually is a theme in all the films we talk about tonight, all Rogue's films we talk about tonight. Jenny Agata and Rogue's own son Luke play the children stranded in the outback after their father kills himself and tries to kill them during a family picnic. Their salvation from the heat of the desert comes in the form of an Aboriginal boy played by David Goldpill, who may or may not be leading them out of the wilderness. 
The visuals are as strong as ever, with rogues now trademark cross-cutting and jarring shifts in time. On the face of it, we see a story of people communicating without language across cultures, but in the end this proves fatally superficial, as it often does again in, in Rogue's work. Roger Ebert described Walkabout as a portrait of isolation in proximity, which um, I think actually absolutely nails it. And of course the uh, haunting score by John Barry is a classic. John Barry's theme from Walkabout. Rogue's stylistic fractured narrative and use of editing to blur the timeline of the story probably reached its peak in his next film, Don't Look Now, in 1973. Based on a story by Daphne du Maurier, this is a dazzling film on every level. On the face of it, an occult thriller, and I, st- I honestly think it's still the scariest film ever made. Uh, once again, our central characters are close, because they're married, but isolated from each other, by grief, having lost their daughter to a freak drowning some years before. 
Donald Sutherland and Judy Christie are the couple. He works as a church church restorer, and they are working uh, in Venice when a pair of really creepy psychics tell Judy Christie they can see her dead daughter. All this takes place against the background of, of a murder investigation being conducted in the streets of Venice. Again, brimming with ideas and meaning, with recurring motifs and unreliable narrative, it is quite, quite brilliant. For a fascinating, in-depth look at the film, have a read of the BFI Modern Classics book by Mark Sanderson. Um, Pino Donaggio wrote the score, and this is John's theme that accompanies the now infamous lovemaking scene.
John's theme by Pino de Nagio from Don't Look Now. The last in our quadrology, that's not easy to say, frankly, of Nick Rogue, I'm not even sure the word even exists, of Nick Rogue filmed in the, is the 1976 film The Man Who Fell to Earth, based on the novel by Walter Tevis. David Bowie, in his first film role, stars as the extraterrestrial who crashes on Earth whilst trying to find water to save his dying home planet. This is Rogue's isolation in proximity theme at its most unambiguous. Jerome Newton uses his alien technology to amass great wealth in an attempt to fund a trip back home, but despite his intelligence, he seems to have seriously underestimated the destructive nature of human greed and addiction. Despite its graphic sex and trademark editing, this is one of Rogue's most accessible films, certainly in this bunch anyway. Uh, The story is comparatively linear than what what he'd done uh, previously. It's still haunting and affecting, and Bowie was perfect casting as the fragile alien humanoid. Bowie himself seemed alien to many people at the time, and his drug addiction only added to his disconnected persona. There's a rather good BBC documentary, actually, made at the time for Arena about Bowie, that clearly shows the blurring between his real life and that of the character he plays in The Man Who Fell to Earth. Again, the score fell prey to legal wrangling, and Bowie didn't produce any music for the film himself, although I think he was supposed to. But um, clearly, the album Low is a companion piece to the film. In the end, Rogue used music from a variety of sources, including some great music by Japanese composer Stomu uh, Yamashata. This piece in particular works brilliantly when Newton reveals his identified to uh, his ident his identity to a terrified Candy Clark. It's called Memory of Hiroshima. Thank 
There you go. That is an uh, incredible scene in The Man Who Fell to Earth when he takes all his human outside out and then comes... Ooh, oh, it's just an, an, an amazing, amazing scene. Piece of music by Stomu uh, Yamashata, uh, which Rogue used in The Man Who Fell to Earth. Um... It's called Memories of Hiroshima, if you want to look it up. It's uh, rather groovy. Rogue's next four films are just as interesting, and I urge you to look them up. Bad Timing, Eureka, Insignificance, and Castaway. Um, really, he's become one of the most influential filmmakers this country's ever produced, and I reckon he's as important as Hitchcock and Lean. So uh, hopefully that wasn't too heavy for you. Here's Selly time. Something special. Really different. Tastes great. Frankie's spicy pork and beef sausage in a sesame seed roll. Topped with mustard, tomato or fruity sauce. Frankie's, the super hot dog. On sale at the kiosk now. Frankie's, from Lyon. Kevin Markwick. 105, Uckfield FM. Only the very young and the very beautiful can be so aloof. Hanging out with the boys, all swagger and poise. I don't even care what other people are there. I just stare and stare and stare I see your shadow in the swimming pool I see your face in the shaving mirror Time and time and time again I follow your footsteps So quietly up the back stairs And I hope and I pray You ain't never gonna find me there Smooth skin and tenderness Long ago in a dark night Wish I could see you once again Just to remember that it was true I wanna be still beside you Quiet and still beside you Listening to your breathing And feeling your warmth again I could stand another ten years of this fighting All this stabbing and wounding Only getting my own back I don't want to batter you To your feet and knees and elbows When I'm kneeling by the candle At the foot of my own bed Corresponding disasters Every night on the TV Sick and reality Keep gripping me in its guts All my friends talk and joke But like a nightmare, it's still waiting there At the end of each and every day
I could stand another ten years of this fighting Always stabbing and wounding, only getting my own back Later that same evening, when we were out in the car talking I suddenly wondered who the hell it was we were trying to fool Cause you were the first one I ever wanted And it's you I come home to at the end of every day Like a mother-sucking baby Demanding and so helpless A little old balding man All wrinkles and bulging eyes Tom Robinson, War Baby. I haven't heard that in Yonks. Uh, that's really good. 1983, I believe, was the year. Now, uh, please get in touch at Kevin Markwick on Twitter or uh, email me studio at uckfieldfm.co.uk. Tell me, what did you think about that sort of half hour we just did with all the, the uh, Nick Rogue stuff? Was it too much? Not enough? I don't know. Difficult to say. Or is it just me wittering on, which can drive you insane? OK, but it's music now. Music to the end. And here's Radiohead. Bye. 
Floyd, uh, wish you were here. I wish you were. I I don't know what that means. Okay, um, before that, which was Radiohead, but you know that, I would assume. Now, this is fun.
Lito Barrientos uh, from a fantastic 2008 compilation of Colombian music called Arriba La Cumbia, which I cannot recommend highly enough. Okay, two left, then we are out of here. This is the the.
Johnson, Love is Stronger Than Death, the, 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 the. And that's it. Um, I'm out of here now. Thank you very, very much for joining me. I hope it was all right. Please do let me know. Did that sound a bit pleading? There he goes. So, please, uh, I'll be back next week for more... Oh, there goes that light again. It's going on, it's going off. If you don't hear from me, then you know why. Okay. Taking us out, it's Goldfrap, Felt Mountain. Beautiful, beautiful. Good night. I love you all. <laughs>